Oh, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. CD Slap. Coming to you live from beautiful Series, California, home of the Infinity Studios. Get it, Savage. It's Monday morning, the pod is dropped. Cue up the new soap and the coffee pot. You know these cats got a lot to say. Savage O'Malley and Billy A. Yep. Hip hop life and movies too. Keeping up on the trends just like you. CD slaps hooked up with this funky beat. Oh, you know the boys, we love to eat. Grub it. It's all part of the show. We love to bring to your earbuds hell. We even sing. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show. And like Biggie said, now you know Do you need a break and escape just to ease your mind? Well look no further than your homies in the 209 Because it's time to lose all those blues that got you stressed out Give us one hour and you know we'll knock that mess out The best route is music, movies, laughter, and friends The conversation's starting, y'all jump on Come in on. And you know it won't stop, you know it don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, my friend The party don't stop, the party don't end That's why we call it 209 till infinity, friend. The party don't stop, the party don't end. Now let's let the episode begin. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. As always, you know who it is. It's your boy, DJ Billy A, and across the way from me is my man, 50 grand. Get up on the mic and tell them who you am, my friend. Uh. Uh. What? 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 If you don't know, uh huh, you're about to know. Yes. 100%. This is a classic. White boy, white boy. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's going on? It's your boy Savage O'Malley, aka Big Skis, aka Drill Bit for the old school homies. What's going on? Welcome to the 209 Till Infinity Podcast. As always, DJ Billier and myself are always so blessed to have you guys with us. Yes, it's good to Um, be back. As always, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Too Tight Clothing. (laughs) Yes. Because we are afraid of the gym. Hey, lately I have been. You know what's funny, man, is I got on a tear pre-Vegas, I've talked about this, where I was working out every day and uh, got back and the holidays and whatnot, eating everything in sight. And after the holidays, I was going to get back. I've got a nice gym set up. Thanks to my homie Keith giving me giving me some of his uh, free weights and his bar and his rack and his bench. And I bought a heavy bag and I bought mats and I was fixed my elliptical Got a treadmill going hard, right? And I was going to get back at it. I was walking my dog with my wife. It was right after it had rained. And uh, we're crossing the street. I have a route that I take him on on a regular basis, my big 100-pound dog. And we're walking across the street, and I put my foot down, and I hit this. There's this big, giant tree that's dropped all these leaves, Mm -hmm. and the leaves are now soaking wet. So when I put my foot down to take a step, my foot hits and I immediately slide. And it's like basically like I'm skiing on these leaves. Right. But what happens is, is I'm skiing on one foot. So I do a weird twist, like 
a weird because I'm in shock, right? I put right. my foot down thinking I'm just walking and I just keep going. <laughs> so I'm skiing on these leaves, but I do a weird twist to brace myself so I don't fall over. And uh, I slide and I stop and I amazingly enough don't fall. And I don't think anything of it. I finish the walk with the dog. I get home and the next day my knee is popping. And it hurts like a motherfucker. And I even came, we recorded, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on with my knee, dude. It just hurts. The last time we recorded, uh, my knee's just bugging me. I can't work out right now. But I was really nervous because I'm like, why? my knee just hurts for no reason. And then I thought back. I retraced my steps, literally. And I'm like, that, those motherfucking leaves. It was the leaves. I fucking slid on those leaves. I twisted weird. I, I wish somebody had a camera filming me because I'd have loved to have seen the look on my face and what it must have looked like. Like I picture like the Elaine dance. Remember the, the yes, awkward dance yes. that Elaine does in Seinfeld? I imagine my arms flailing and I'm twisting my body and I'm literally sliding across these leaves on one foot. And I just had to look like the biggest doofus on planet Earth. But that's what jacked my knee up. And dude, that was four or five weeks ago. And I'm literally just now to the point where my knee doesn't pop every time I move it and it doesn't hurt. It took that long to recoup and recover, man. And I know you got knee issues. That's kind of what made me think about it too, is you're struggling with that. Like I feel blessed that it got better at all. Cause I didn't think it was, I thought my knee was fucked for forever. I'm like, it's, I was icing it every night and taking it easy and it wouldn't, and it, I didn't think it was going to heal. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, 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 <laughs> It's funny. We'll, we'll talk about something and then you'll bring something up and I'll be like, that's funny. I just had this conversation yesterday. Okay. Yeah. What? So what it keeps coming up. But yeah. Like, uh, we were, I was just talking to somebody the other day about getting older and just the body not recovering and not regenerating. Right. If you recall an early, early, like first week of November, yeah. maybe last week of October. Remember I got a bad bounce when I was playing softball and the yes. ball hit me in the shin. Yes. And I just, it was nasty. I remember you talking it about gross, it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, so we're in the f early February, right? Mid-February right now, right? So it's been what two plus months? Yes. All January, December, and and a couple weeks, in, you know, in November. Yes. So almost three months. Yeah. Look, look at my shin. Oh shit! It's black and blue, dude. It's, it's yeah. Black and blue-ish. Yeah. Doesn't hurt anymore. Right. But it's. The damage is done. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just what it's going to look like now yeah, is what I guess, you think. Yeah. I guess. Like, I just, you know, my body's like, you should have died. We fixed it, but this is the this is your reminder. Yeah, yeah. And that there's a reason. Like, that's why people with money go get stem cell shots and pay for all the insane supplements. And the, like we talked about it, and the testosterone boosting, because it's all those things it's the it's the stem cells that help your body heal and reproduce it's the testosterone that keeps your body strong and allows you to heal more quickly all the things that as we age that start to deplete and start to get weaker that just aren't there anymore yeah man i was literally to the point i told my wife i said i don't know what i'm gonna do because there's very few workouts that don't involve your knees right you know what i'm saying like oh let me do a push-up no that i need my you know i need to you're basically getting in a plank position and holding yourself up. That's not great for the, you know, burpees, jumping jacks, squats, lunges, you name it. Like you're gonna use the treadmill, the elliptical, just walking the dog. Like 
but yeah, man, it all stemmed from me doing a one-legged ski across some wet leaves. And that it, it all started there. And it sucks, man. It's getting old is a real pain in the ass. You know what I'm saying? And the knee as well. But and it, the knee and yeah. the shoulder and the shin and the ankle. Yeah, whatever the hell else you manage to. So needless to say, now whenever I always walk my dog on the same route, I'm like, you. I walk past those leaves, and I'm like, you motherfuckers! I've never been so angry with leaves. I'm an old man yelling at the sky. Now I'm yelling down at the leaves. You bastards! I hate you. Yeah, it's 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 insane, dude. It's uh, it really does suck getting old. Not today, Satan. Not today, you fucking leaves. But anyway, I was curious, man. Um, did you get any feedback from anybody? Uh, on our lists. I was curious if anybody reached out to you and was like, what about this album? What about this movie? Did we miss anything? Are we crazy? Did people agree with some of our choices, hate some of our choices? I was just curious if you if you received any, any feedback on that. I will say, I went back and listened to that episode and uh, I'm gonna backtrack on something. I, um, I was a little bit hard on Locksmith. Maybe not hard. Hard might not be the right word. But I said one of my biggest disappointments of the year was that I didn't get an album from Locksmith. And that he released, he did the single thing. He released single upon single upon single. And I said, I am not gonna, you know, put those together into a playlist and then give you top five album. I can't, I can't do that. But interestingly enough, after I went back and listened to our episode, I went, you know what? Maybe disappointment wasn't the right word. I just really wanted an album from Locksmith. So what I did was I went against myself and I took every single, every single that he put out or was featured on in 2023 and I threw it into a playlist. So there's 15 songs, 15 songs that he either put out on his own or he featured with someone else in 2023. And I threw them into a playlist and uh, I sent, I think I sent you the playlist. Right. Uh, and I have been listening to that for probably two or three weeks. And uh, I just want to say that in 2023, I think Locksmith dropped some of the greatest music of his career. I have absolutely fallen in love with this 2023 Locksmith single playlist that I created. Um, and I know on the podcast, I was like, I'm not going to throw it all into a playlist and then give you a top five album. But I will say this, if he would have put 10 of those songs into an album, that album would have easily made my top five, if not my top three. Because what I realize is when he's doing that single method, where it's a single every month for a year or whatever, maybe he did two in a month. Right. That I'm I'm missing some. Some are slipping through the cracks. And some I'm just flat out not listening to. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, it features that guy. I'll check that out later. And I just don't get back to it. Or some I listen to once or twice and then something else drops and I forgot about so I'm hearing some of these songs for the first time. I'm hearing some of them again after a long period of time or just hearing some period that I just flat out missed. And I'm loving, absolutely loving the material. He is hands down my favorite MC. Uh, I am absolutely stoked because he has announced he went on Sway in the morning and dropped a freestyle uh right at the beginning here of this is of this month of, right at the end of january that's fucking fire it's one of the best freestyles i've ever heard from him uh he just continues to top himself and he did announce that he's actually got a full-fledged album coming with a title um no atheists in the foxhole is the name of that this new album that he's working on and he's got a lot of people from the bay featured on it and uh so he's got an album coming in 2024 
and the material he dropped in 2023 is i think some of the best songs he's ever made like i absolutely love the playlist i put together so i've got to backtrack a little bit on what i said on our best of 2023 episode where i said i'm not going to throw all the songs in a playlist and give him a top five album well, i'm still not going to give him a top five album but i did throw all his singles in a playlist and they are absolute fire so if if uh, maybe i'll share it on the social media and to make people aware of it and kind of put it out there. Um, it's a it's an incredible list of songs. And if you haven't checked out his freestyle on uh, Sway in the Morning, uh-huh. I mean, he just, he is talking, he's dropping so much knowledge and talking so much real shit. He, there's so much to unpack in that freestyle. Um, it's it's insane. He, he's giving so much knowledge on the music industry and what's wrong with society today and politics. It's so smart. Like, I... I I was blown away by it. So if any of our people out there, if you've got any interest in Locksmith at all, go search Sway in the Morning and Locksmith drops off. Sway calls it probably the best freestyle of the year and it's only January when they dropped it. It's it's phenomenal, dude. But I had to backtrack a little bit. I love Locksmith and I was I, I went back and listened to the episode and I was like, man, I was kind of hard on Lock, man. I was like talking about how disappointed I was. That dude never disappoints me. I just really would have liked an album, but he gave us a shit ton of amazing material in 2023. And I was, uh, I'm really glad I took the time to put it into a playlist. Cause I'm like falling in love with a lot of the songs for the first time. And, and it's like, I've, you know, I'm not burned out on them. So I'm like listening to this playlist. It's like brand new music and I'm listening to songs from fucking, you know, the beginning of 2023. Right, <laughs> you know, right, right, right. So it's, it's fire, man. But yeah, I was just curious. I, I thought about that episode and was wondering if we got any feedback from anybody. And I, wasn't sure. So I did get a little bit of feedback. Uh-huh. Uh, the first feedback um, from that set of episodes um, was, and let me, let me hit you with a direct quote. All right. I love it. A direct quote. I'm down for the direct quote. By the way, you better believe you would have gotten a text if you forgot, a, you forgot about your trip to the land. Oh, <laughs> ah, shit. Um, and then uh, the Mad Cyclone did say that he was starting the list episode. He had only gotten to the end of Bill's movie list. I never heard uh, back from him after that. Okay. Um, I think the hard part right now is there's so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Like I, I'm scrolling back, like then like the Mad Cyclone, a lot of football texts. Oh, of course, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and so it's all good. sidetracked. And then uh, I will tell you this that. Uh, friend of the show and uh show contributor if you will uh oh hell yeah that is my buddy clorox and not right. who i was talking about yeah. oh you nasty uh, oh you nasty did get back to me um and uh unfortunately he sent it to me on snapchat and i didn't save it okay he said I, if i recall correctly and he will correct me if i'm wrong so we'll probably circle back to this in a few weeks uh, but I know that he would have put the uh, Spider-Man into the multiverse on his list. I can't believe I didn't see. I have not seen that. The first one's an absolute classic, and I am kicking myself. I wanted to get to the theater and see it, and I'm I'm pissed at myself for not doing that because I've heard nothing but good things. I'm sure that would have made my list if I had seen it because the first one's into the into the Spider Verse is a, is a classic. I love that movie. And he mentioned another movie, and I just I I didn't save it, and I remembered I was going to get back to it, and it, I don't know remember what happened, but oh you nasty, 
Oh, you nasty. Uh, apologies for not saving that so that I could give your feedback the appropriate credit. Uh, I just messaged him. Unfortunately, he's not answering back. If he does answer back while we're recording, I will record we will do what it. he but said. Listen, oh, you nasty. What's this? Why are we doing it in Snapchat? Just text the motherfucker. <laughs> well, we, yeah. Yeah. What's the Snapchat bullshit? What are you, 12? What are you on your chap snap already? Yeah, God. What are you, an 11-year-old girl? He Come was, on, he man. He was probably just... responding to me. Yeah. I got, it, here's the thing is I got, I got people. I'm just playing. I, I have people anything. that communicate. I, 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 like, I, I could text the coldest all I want. Right. But we end up communicating more on Snapchat. I don't know why. It's just like you and I. I've got your phone number, but for some reason, we communicate through Messenger. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even 100% sure why. I've got, you've got my cell phone. I've got your cell phone. But somewhere years and years and years ago, we started communicating on Facebook Messenger, which is like, you want to talk about dinosaur style. Like <laughs> nobody's on Facebook anymore except our grandparents. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but it's definitely an older platform for sure. And it's like, but that's just how you and I communicate. Like every once in a while, uh, like I remember when my messenger went down, I was having problems with the app and I had to text you and be like, Hey dude, just a heads up. I'm going to have to c- communicate with you through here for a while. Cause there's something going on with my messenger app. And I was like, who is this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who this? And then I, uh, but, uh, yeah, I had to delete the app and put it back and then everything worked again. Once I rebooted it and I'm like, I'm back. My bad. False alarm. But yeah, man, I, I went back and uh, just going back and I always re-listen to our episodes. You know, I always go back and listen to our episodes when they drop, as I'm sure you do too. And the list episode is always one of my favorites. And when we got to Locksmith, I was like, wow, I was tough on lock. And so that's what encouraged me. Prompted. To go Prompted me to put the playlist together. And uh, and I fucking love it, man. I, I, I really love the music he's done. He's... He's a goat, in my opinion. Hey, you got to be excited. Uh, I see Tech Nine advertising like crazy for the Collabo album. He's putting out another collab album. He he is. Uh, he he. I know you're a fan of the collab albums. Like, there's a lot. He's done a lot of like Murs and a lot of amazing people pop up on those collab albums. The, like the, the problem with the collab albums is, and it's not a problem, but it it's. Each collab album, if you look at it, it's pretty much just a showcase of most of the people they have on there. I noticed he did a roll call and it was like Brother Lynch Hung, King Iso. And I was like, okay, well, these guys are on the like Yeah, so the, the label. The, the, like, he, 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 yeah. He, he advertised this new roll call track coming out, da da da. And it ended up being Tech, King Iso, X rated. Joey Cool. Oh, yeah, I said Brother Lynch. It yeah. wasn't Brother Lynch. It was X-rated. All Brother. those guys yeah. are on Strange yeah. Music. Yeah, yeah. And then JL, yeah. who's still on. Yeah. And then Hood, who's not, and Ritz, right. who was former. Both uh, yeah, of those yeah. are former. Right, 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 right. So it's like, all right, I guess. And maybe the song was fire, but you know what I mean? It's just like. It, Did you hear the song? Is it out? Did no, it, it hasn't released. It is next yet. Friday. Okay. But I mean, it's it's this, dude. When I when I hear Collabo, like you know who I'd like to hear on a on a track, I'd like to have, I'd like to have Tech, Brother Lynch Hung, and X Rated. Yeah, I'd yeah, like yeah. Nine One Psycho or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, that would be cool. Let's have the sax song, and then I want to hear, I'd like to hear, uh, you know, Forty Tech and Short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On a track. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to hear... Like another uh, Jelly yeah, yeah. Sickle type I, I'd, Yeah, I'd like to hear Jelly Roll, 
uh, Yellow Wolf and Tech. I'd like to hear that album or yeah. that song. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's the collabos, right? Or like in, just a collabo like I'd never see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Tech and Nos. So I guess I haven't paid attention because I know Chino XL has popped up on the collabo albums. I know and, that. And they do have a Twista, little bit of that. Twist has popped not, up. Yeah. So this isn't going to be primarily then the collab albums are just ma- mainly to put the focus on his artists that are on in his stable. And uh, it's not like, yeah, because I was thinking it was going to be like a bunch of other artists, like outside artists. But that's not generally what does, because I've never really paid attention to the collab albums all that much. So the collab albums are more for uh, in-house artists than they are for outside. Okay, that that makes more sense. Yeah, so like uh, Strangulation, the first one, which is what the collab albums are, right? Yeah. So Tech Nine and Murs. Chris Calico, was on. Rich was on there at yeah. this point. Chris Calico, Stevie Stone, recognized Tech. Sess Crew, Tech. Cut Calhoun, Big Scoop, Tech. Those are all strange music people at that time. Godamus, Stevie Stone, Murs, Tech. Those are all them. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Mackenzie Nicole before I think she was strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she he was working on it. Yeah. 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 And then Tyler Lyons on this and Ryan Bradley who are like rock guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So things like that. Okay. So that isn't much different because I felt like the last Tech Nine album was a was a strange music. Like there was a lot of collabos from artists who were either strange or who I felt were probably up right, and coming. Right. Like I'm like, who's this? I never heard of this guy. He's pretty good, but he's probably an up and coming strange artist. Other than like Joyner Lucas, and I'm sure there were some others. But okay, so this is just more of a way for him to put the focus on his artists that he has in the stable and on the roster and shine some light on them and, and, and kind of keep that going, which is cool. That's what a label owner should do. Like if you're going to own a record label, I always think the biggest downfall of most artist owned labels is that if you're going to own the label, you can't be the biggest star on the label. And I right. think that's where a lot of like, that's where shady records has had the worst time because other than, um, other than uh, 50 Cent, who was massive on Shady Records. Huge, huge. Sold shitloads of records. Eminem can't seem to find another artist that clicks with people. And then he comes on and does a feature on whoever he signs, right? But it, it's always a big deal. Like, oh my God, Eminem featured on this track and everybody pays attention to that track for about five minutes. All the hardcore Eminem fans, the stands, listen to that one track but they don't necessarily pay attention to the album as a whole. And I think that's the problem is that if you're the biggest artist on your own label, the light is always going to focus on you and, and people aren't going to pay attention to your roster. Eminem's had so many people leave. Like you just sent me right here. Here's the CD sitting there. Obi Trice. He did two albums on shady and then he bounced. Right. I mean, you had Griselda. They all left. You had Slaughterhouse. They left because Eminem cast such a massive shadow that, like, I I don't know who he's gonna have to find other than Fifty Cent. Everybody's bounced, like, and I feel like I must. I think Tech Nine probably feels that pressure as well too, because I think Ritz was the guy, like, on Strange to be the next big thing and the moment ritz realizes that right right he knows i've got enough of a following now i can go out on my own and bring that cash in and not have to share a cut with strange music still love tech love what he did for me but now i'm gonna follow his blueprint i'm gonna go out and do this shit on my own just like he is and like other than that 
Chris Calico was so talented, but you see what he's gone off on his own and he can't seem to have another hit without Tech 9 Like he can't, he doesn't seem to be making the same. You and I have both said his music has suffered. He doesn't seem to be able to make that connection like he did when he was on Strange Music. And I don't know. I mean, bro, uh, I keep wanting to say Brother Lynch. X-rated is, I went back and I listened to the, uh, as you had talked about on our list, you yeah. talked about the Not a Prayer in Hell album. Yeah. I went back and listened to it. And I feel like, I, I'm a, lyrically, it's great. I felt like after a while, the beats start to sound a little recycled. Like it sounds like the same beat, same style of beat over and over again on that album, which is causing him to have the same style of flow throughout that album. The tempo and the flow and the beats all stayed the same. What he was saying was great, but I feel like I hope for the next one, I hope Tech brings him some different producers and throws some different, because when he's on Tech 9 shit, oh man, I love X-Rated on the Tech 9 album. I love his features on the Tech 9 album. I listened to Prayer in Hell and I'm like, okay, the first track I was like, yeah, that was good. And the second track I was like, oh, this beat sounds kind of similar than the third track and the fourth track. I was like, ah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm losing the vibe because it all starts to feel the same. So I hope Tech sinks some more resources into him and, and gives him a leg up and helps him put out something that's got a little more flavor, kind of like a Tech 9 album. Tech 9's right. albums, no one track sounds like the next. They're all very different. Like the styles are different. And I think Brother Lynch can pull that. Fuck, I keep calling him Brother Lynch. I think X-Rated can pull that off. He could pull off different styles. Like he doesn't have to stay locked in. Um, um, but yeah, man, I, I, uh, I it, it's tough when you're the biggest star on your label. That's where a lot of people give uh, Little Wayne props. Because Little Wayne was willing to step aside and let Drake shine on, you know, Drake is on Lil Wayne's Young Money, Cash Money right. records. And Drake has become the biggest pop star rap artist in the world. Like, And Wayne is still considered a goat, but he doesn't outshine Drake. And then there was Nicki Minaj. He found Nicki Minaj. Nicki's one of the most popular female artists in the last 15, 20 years. Like, she's huge. Like, and again... Wayne stepped aside and was like, "You guys shine." I'm. I took. He took some time off and allowed them to do their thing. And I think as long as you're an artist that's still working, and still putting out albums and still mm -hmm. trying to gain that shine, right? When you own the label, that's a problem. I think I, you got to be able to step aside. Like, I mean, look, like Yellow Wolf. How many people bounced from Shady Records? Like, and even Dr. Dre. As much as success as Dre's had, Dre's had more people leave Aftermath than success had success right. um, but yeah man it's it's hard I, I don't i don't know what the answer is there but uh i'll definitely peep the collab album when it drops i'm 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 uh, i'm stoked i'm stoked to hear what uh, x-rated does on that it's i think it's dope that he got out of jail i love his story he's out of jail i love a good redemption story man he's back he's making music and uh you know he's turning his life around he's our age right you know what i'm saying he's our age and he's going for it he's not giving up and I, I absolutely love love that man. Um, oh, one of the things we talked about on the list episode was you asked me if if I thought the uh, Dr. Dre Snoop Dogg album was actually going to happen, and I was like, I think so. I think Dre's just a perfectionist, so it's going to come out on his time. On my way here, I was listening to the uh, All the Smoke podcast, Matt Barnes podcast. He had Snoop Dogg on like a week ago. And they asked him what solo projects he has coming up on death row. And he's like, well, I'm in the studio with Dr. Dre right now. 
And they're like, oh, shit, that's right. How, you know, how's that going? Is there a timeline for that? And he goes, well, you know, Dre's a perfectionist. He's like, let me tell you something that's going to blow your mind right now. He's like, two years ago, two years ago, Dre hit me up and said, come over to the studio. Let's do a couple tracks. I get there. Things are going real great. We knock out a couple tracks. And Dre says, we'll have this album done in two weeks. Snoop, he's like, let's do a whole album. We'll knock it out in two weeks. Snoop was like, dope. Let's do this. Uh, the two weeks goes by and he called, Dre calls Snoop and says, I need a couple more days. Okay, cool. A couple more weeks go by. He calls, he calls Snoop, I need a couple more days. He's like, Dr. Dre has asked for a couple more days about 97 times. <laughs> so he's like, it's going to come out but it's going to come out when he feels it's ready. But he's like, let me tell you that Dre has got me doing things with my voice, with my flow that I've never done. He's like, it's masterful. This album is masterful. He's like, it's, it's insane. He's like, he's brought this maturity out of me. He's like, he's not asking me to go back in a time machine and try to recreate doggy style. He's brought this maturity out of me and taken my lyrical game and my flow and my voice to a whole nother level where he's like, I feel like I'm part of the production. He's like, I'm like, I don't play an instrument, but my voice is one of the instruments. And he's like, it's dope. He's like, I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And Matt Barnes goes, well, look, a closed mouth don't get fed. Can you let us hear a couple tracks? He's like, yeah, when, when this is over, I'll play a couple tracks for you. And I've never wanted so badly to be Matt Barnes ever in my entire life. Right. Like, yeah, right. I can tell you right now, dude, I was so fucking jealous. I'm on the way here. I'm on 99 going, you motherfucker. You could have not said that and just left that alone and afterwards been like, yo, Snoop, you got to say that shit on the mic to sound cool. Snoop's like, yeah, I'll, I'll bust a couple for you, man. I'll let you ch check a couple out after we get off the mic when we shut this down. So uh, to circle back to your question, it does sound like that Dr. Dre is just a perfectionist and that it will happen, but there's no timeline. We're gonna get it in a couple more days. Just give him a couple more days. Let me let me just uh, yeah. Let me just hit you with a hold on real quick. Yeah yeah. Right right. I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> How about no Snoop? Yeah yeah. I don't believe you. Yeah, I no. believe you when I believe you. You'll believe it when it drops. I believe you when I believe you. Until then, I don't believe you. Yeah. So let me tell you. Well, this. here's the thing. But I believe him because he said he can't give us a timeline. He we're we were on Dre's timeline. He's like, look, he's a perfectionist. It's gonna come out when it comes out. It is gonna come out, but I don't know when. Like they asked him for a timeline, and he's like, I can't give you that. Like, and initially they said last year, but then they also said the year before that. So. He said that this has been two year two years ago. This whole thing started. So, uh huh. So yeah, that's the thing, man. But at least he's being honest and not being like, yeah, next week it's here, it's on the way. Like, yo, it's coming. It's gonna be fire. I can't wait till end of February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but twenty twenty three. But I did see he he signed. Um, oh shit, we we talk about him all the time. The uh, he signed uh, Death Row signed that Canadian rapper, the white guy. Heavy set dude. Can't remember his name now. Uh, Mercules. Mercules. Merc. And I saw the Merc, Brother Lynch. Fuck. X-rated shared wow. a post. X. I know my brain's not functioning right. It's the, I, hey. Uh, apparently, so what we could get from this uh, this session is that 
Brother Lynch Hunt is very excited about the 49ers being in the World Series. Yes, that's right. Yeah, let's take us back to the last episode, too. Yeah. Um, X-Rated and Brother Lynch did a song with Mercules that's going to be on Mercules' new album. And Merc shared a post that how excited he was that he was a massive fan, that he grew up. It's crazy because he's from Canada. But he grew up, he discovered X-Rated after X-Rated was already in prison and fell in love with his music and fell in love with Brother Lynch Hung's music. And as a young man, grew up listening to them. And he was like sharing this post that I just got to do a track with these two guys for my album. And I'm so excited. And then X-Rated reshared the post and was like, man, I can't wait for people to hear this. I'm so excited to be a part of it. So I think it's really cool that a Canadian white guy has been signed to death row, right? This Canadian dude, (laughs) white signed to death row, then reaches out to two sack rappers who he idolizes and grew up on to put on his album. Dude, that's crazy to me. Like Canada well, to death row so to it's, Sacramento. It's X and Brother Lynch? Both. Yeah, okay. he, he got so, both So of that them. answers my question because my question was this. Do they have beef? Like, are they not Sacramento cool anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I know there was a problem with SIBO for a while, but I don't know. And and there's another guy we haven't heard from. No, he hasn't done it. I don't know what SIBO's doing. Yeah. But here's the thing is uh, I was worried, like, well, maybe X-Rated and Brother Lynch aren't on the same page. Like, that'll never happen. Right, right, right. Obviously, it's not an issue. They were. the the, And who knows, though? There could have been some years there where where they may have had a problem. But uh, apparently, and you know. You can do a song with somebody and not get along with them because nowadays nobody's showing up in the studio together anymore. It's not like Brother Lynch and X-Rated and Merck all had to be in the same room dropping bars. Like, you know, Mercules sends the beat to X-Rated. X-Rated drops his bars. He sends it back to Merck. The Merck sends it over to Brother Lynch and Brother Lynch drops his bars. Then they send it back to Mercules and then they mix it and master it. And someday they'll release it and we'll hear it. But they didn't have to be in the same room. So technically, they could still have a problem. But I would find it hard to believe that they would agree to be on the same album if they had a problem. Usually, people don't feature with each other if they're not getting along or they are like, no, I I ain't doing that shit. So, But yeah, I thought that was really cool, dude, because as much as you and I, we grew up on X-Rated before he went to jail. Like you and I listened to X-Rated before he went to jail. We listened to Brother Lynch Hung before he was on Strange Music, before he had an album that charted. We we discovered them from the grassroots up because that's the right. area where we grew up and lived. So I just thought it was crazy to go full circle and have a Canadian artist um, <laughs> talking about how much he admired two Sacramento artists and he did a song with them that's going to be on his album that's going to be released on uh, Death Row Records. I was just like, whoa, holy shit, what a full circle moment that is, dude. That's just That just kind of blew my mind. I was trying to find the post that X-Rated reshared. I'm pretty sure I follow him on uh, Instagram, but C-Rated is not <laughs> going to get the job done. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not really panning out very well right now. And I apparently don't know what his name is on uh, Instagram because he's not coming up. I know that I follow him, but I don't know what his name is. But anyway, I thought that that was amazing, man. I always love the music episode because what it does is when I go back and listen to it, it makes me rethink my choices. I'm always like, was that really number one? Should that have been number five? And uh, we also talked a lot about movies. And 
you know, one of the movies that made my list, uh, I believe it was my seventh or sixth man coming in off the bench. I don't remember now. He's lower on the list. Was The Equalizer 3 with, uh, with Denzel. And you had not seen that yet, but you did since the last time we recorded. Uh, watch it. And I was just curious to get your thoughts on that, man. What did you think about The Equalizer 3? Mr. Washington's final ride as McCall, as Mr. McCall, the former CIA agent. Uh, well, let me tell you this. Uh, we're going to talk about this re- real quick. Uh, yeah. I kind of went on a little bit of a movie run, which is yes. kind of uh, not savage-like, but with this weather and, and, and the way. And writer's strike and new material not being out to like February and March for TV shows and stuff. Right. Uh, a lot of movies. And uh, so, yeah, I did finally get to Equalizer 3. And I let you know that I was watching it. Yes, and, you did. Uh, I let uh, I think I let you know that I thought it was fantastic. You did. I very much enjoyed it. I thought that it was. Um, I thought that it was great. Uh, there was several things I really enjoyed about it. Um, I obviously Mr. McCall uh, has been through quite the gauntlet. Yes. In the last three movies. Yes. And uh, you know. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the piece of, and I know if you, you might say, not you personally, but someone might say it was a little slow and different in the sense of, uh, kind of where it was at and kind of what happened. Um, but, uh, I really looked at it like, you know, he was kind of hitting that, that end part of, of, of the life and he had left everything that he had in you know, in America and he was just trying to find a place and, and then he just, you know, ended up in a place because of something that he was doing because he's, you know, Mr. McCall. Uh, but, but I really enjoyed it. I thought that the action was good. I thought that, uh, obviously with me being a a mafia guy, I enjoyed the mafia piece of that. Right. Right. Um, I thought that there was some, um, some rivetingly, gruesome stuff that i hadn't seen before yeah uh you know uh if you haven't seen it uh, spoiler alert but uh there's a scene where dude shoves his gun into the dude's eye socket and then shoots it so that yeah. you know, that's pretty yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> graphic yeah um and, and and so uh and uh you know i i really i enjoyed it it was entertaining i did not feel bored or anything at any point um i, I do like how they um kind of um, brought it back to uh, a connection to, I forget her name, but Bill Pullman's wife and yes. their daughter and yeah. how that, how that connects. I thought the, the chemistry became, it was Dakota Fanning who yeah. played Bill Pullman's wife's and daughter. basically. Right. And yeah. I, and I had to explain to my mom, like, cause she was watching it too. Like I was like, remember he like, I, I think in the it, second one, you learn that he worked for Bill Pullman's wife in the CIA and she gets killed. And that's what the second one's all about him finding the murderers and bringing them to justice. Right. right. But in the first yeah. one, doesn't he fly back and meet with them? And like, he's asking for permission, right? No, no. Remember like, he's like, he, he he's like, in, I think it's the first one. It's been a while where since he's I like, watched it. I think so. Like, yeah. he's like basically, and he goes, he flies in on a chopper and he goes and he has tea with her yeah, and she's like, they're sitting on the steps, and he's like, she's like, you didn't come here to ask if you should. You came to ask for that's permission. Right. Yes, yeah. 
and you know basically you already know what you need to do right and you just need to be at peace with it then he goes back and he takes out that whole faction and yes. you know, all that whole thing and then fast forward two is about she's murdered in germany or belgium right. or something or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. she's betrayed and, and then like two is about him finding who did i this. re after watching three i went back and watched two and i remember thinking two was pretty weak and it wasn't my favorite uh i much more i thoroughly enjoyed two on another watch i enjoyed it much more than i did i went to the theater to see two like rushed out to the theater because i love the first one right. i love the first one so i rushed to the theater to see two and i remember being like eh, it's okay after watching three i went back and watched two because it was on uh i believe hulu i rewatched it and i was like Man, I enjoyed this a lot more. I really liked that movie. I thought it was good done. You got Pedro Pascal as the the villain who betrayed his boss and killed her, and he goes after him. And you've got the kid that plays uh, Riza is the young boy that he takes in and has him painting his house and helping right. him do chores around the house. He played Riza on the Wu Tang American Saga show. He's good in it, um, and he saves him from becoming a gangbanger because he's hanging out with gangbangers. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it's got that iconic scene at the beginning where he's he's uh, he's like Ubering, basically. And he goes to pick that girl up and she's been just basically raped by these real douchey rich white guys. And, uh, and you know, he puts her in the car, takes her to the hospital and then comes back and whoops their fucking asses. Like, right. And it's so iconic. But yeah, I remember being disappointed in that movie. And I went back and really enjoyed that film a lot more. And uh, I think what made me appreciate it more was I would say the difference between three, Equalizer 3 and 1 and 2, is the action. I, I think I said this when we talked about the movie on our list episode. Don't go into this expecting him to like take out a room full of guys. Like you remember in the first one he look at his watch and go okay and then he'd like hit a dude in the face with a glass and then punch a guy and then take a guy's gun and shoot another guy and then shoot a guy in the leg and or you know sniping dudes out whatever like fighting a dude in a car there's none of that like there is a scene at the beginning where you know that he's killed a bunch of people you go into a room and there's a bunch of dead bodies but you don't see any action like and then he gets shot and then ends up waking up and being mended and taken care of in this beautiful Italian village that he falls in love with right. and ends up wanting to stay. And of course the mafia has got a hold on the village and they're milking all the people for their money. And he tries to stay out of it, but he can't. And uh, it's really well done. I think what they did was there's a lot less action because he's older and he just, you watch Denzel just walking up and down stairs in this little village, and he looks like a 70-some-odd-year-old man or 68, however old he is. He looks like he's having a hard time just walking the stairs. So the fact that they didn't have him whooping a bunch of dudes' asses constantly throughout the movie I think was smart. But the, what they did was they played off the tension. They built the tension. You knew it was coming. You knew what was going to happen. You knew eventually he was going to step in and he was going to make these dudes sorry. And he's literally telling them, look, you don't want to do this. Take your business. Whatever you do, go do it somewhere else. Don't do it here. I'm asking you, please. Like, And they don't listen. And he fucks them up. Right. But you're right. It's darker. I, had, I heard one movie reviewer describe it as he's almost like Jason or Freddy. Like in the final scene, when he cuts the lights right. in the house... And he's sneaking up behind dudes and popping up and, and 
slitting their throats and choking them out. It's almost like what a horror movie villain would do. Like they don't know there's nothing they can do to stop him. He's everywhere. He's nowhere. And he's just taking them out. And I think this movie reviewer is like, he's like Jason in a Friday the 13th or Freddy Krueger. Like he's in the dark and he's ominous. He's not doing like Kung Fu or martial arts or guns. He's just creeping up on him and strangling them out or slitting their throats without, he's got the wire and he, oh yeah, dude, it's brutal. But, uh, um, really well acted. I thought the chemistry between him and Dakota Fanning was amazing. Um, I love the tension. I, I'll say this. Another thing I really liked about it was in that opening scene when he basically takes out this um, mafia drug lord who, yeah, uh, you know, like you described, um, he is clearly beaten and, uh, you know, like just like working at 20% to close out these guys. Yeah, yeah. And then he's walking away and he gets shot. Um, and then just tries to get away. So I really enjoyed the fact that, and I know this is, is, is cinematically, I thought it was great because he just wasn't better and then just dominated this town. Like right. he had to slowly get yeah, through yeah. The, the rehab process. Like and I said, you watch him just walking upstairs and I know it's Denzel and he's the most brilliant actor, but I believed he was hurt. He's just, each day he's like, the stairs get a little bit easier for him and he's not walking with a cane and he's not limping. You're watching him mend and just have coffee in the town and get to know the lady that runs the coffee shop and like have little small conversations with the guy at the fish market. And like, and it really, it's just him. You're watching him heal and slowly fall in love with these people in this place and find home. He's finding a home. Finally, he's never quite felt at home since his wife died. And he's found finally finds the place that he loves and wants to die in, but here's the mafia, right? right. Here's the problem. And, right. and and I really enjoyed the, uh, um, like, the uh, you talk about him like just slowly working up the stairs and building strength. Yeah, yeah. And then like this old Italian lady who's like ninety pounds frail <laughs> is laughing, and she's like, yeah. <laughs> "Go slow." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was, dude, it's, it was really well done. It wasn't what I expected. I think what I texted you was, well, I, I went to the theater to see it, and I think I remember texting you saying, just got out of uh, Equalizer 3. It was good, but not what I expected. That wasn't what I expected from that movie. I expected more of the same, like, all right, he's going to get a mission, uh, he's going to be real methodical and precise and he's going to take fools out and uh, and get the job done and save the day. And so when they opened with you going up the stairs and seeing that he's taken all these people out and there's only two guys left and he has the conversation with the drug lord, takes his guys out, takes him out, and then he goes outside and it's his grandson that shoots him. He turns his back on the grandson and the grandson has a gun and shoots him in the back or wherever he shoots him. Right. And then that's where he tries to drive away and he passes out and they find him and they nurse him back to health. But uh, yeah, it's just not what I expected because from that moment on, he's in healing mode. He's just trying to get a grip of where he is and it, you know, get a grip on his surroundings, figure out where he is and what his next move is and get better. And in the process then falls in love with this town 
and realizes he wants to stay there. He loves the place. He loves the people. This is home. And now I'm better and I got to protect home. And that's really what the movie is. But really, you get that little action sequence at the beginning. You get him taking out the guys at the end when he cuts the power and starts slicing everybody up and breaking, snap, slicing throats. And then there's a little piece in the middle. But there's really three action pieces and none of them last that long. The rest of that movie is just character development and tension. They're building the tension. You know it's coming and you're waiting on pins and needles for him to just fuck these guys up so badly. That's what you want. You're like, get him, McCall. Get him. Like, and, and that's what you're waiting on. And it's well done, man. It's not my favorite of the three. Uh, for sure, one will always be my favorite. Um, and I, I, I couldn't tell you yet where I weigh these between two and three. I don't know yet. I couldn't go there yet. Here's what I will tell you. Yeah. It's a fantastic franchise, one through three. Yep. Uh, the movies are great. The characters are great. Yeah. The writing is great. It's Denzel. It's Denzel yeah. being Denzel, even yeah. when he's old Denzel. Yeah. Um, and, and and I always, this is always kind of my, my, my thing. We have, we talked about it, you know, ad nauseum the last couple of weeks. We're getting older. So the people that we respect and that we loved watching and we grew up and spending our whole life watching, they're getting older too. Yeah. So I always, this is my marker, like, and I, and I, and I, and I call it the blade three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Blade three. Wesley was old. Yeah. Wasn't in shape. Right. Right. Had red sleeves on. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't buff. No. You know, they, they made it look all right, but you could tell that he was older and that he wasn't blade anymore. Right. Yeah. So that's always the marker for me. Can I tell? Right. Right. Denzel was obviously older, but they did a real good job of hiding it. Yeah. Absolutely. It looked fantastic. Yeah. I did not feel like this dude was old senior citizen trying to No, He was fine. Yeah. It, yeah. The movie was great. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have him trying to do too much and he wasn't, you know, didn't look overwhelmed. No, I thought it was great. I don't, uh, one is an all time flick to me. Yeah. 100%. It, like at the end of the, if, if like, Scott, sit down. Your top twenty movies of all time. It's probably on there. Mm. That's how good that's that high praise. Is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really you good. know, I mean, yeah. obviously that list was, you know, if we ever decide that, uh, you know, we're gonna stop, you know, the the two and nine till infinity podcast. Like maybe that's one for the for the final shows. You know, what's your top twenties of all time right now? Like that's gonna take a lot of time. Oh, and research. The movies is tough. We talked you about know? doing it, and never got around to it because it's daunting. It's yeah, just so absolutely. daunting to pick your favorite movies of all time. Especially if you're a movie guy. I'm a movie guy. I watch so many movies. I've got hundreds of Blu-rays on a shelf. I just love movies, man. So that would be really difficult for me. It's the same thing with music. I'd have a hell of a time giving you my top 20 albums ever. Like, uh, I don't even know where to begin. Like, that would be mind-boggling. I'd much prefer to go, all right, I'd much prefer to do it if we're going to do it like the best my top 10 movies in the last like 10 years or something like that. Like that would be a lot easier. Like best movies of the early two thousands or something, you know, like, I don't know something different to that. Or that's why when I did my top 10 artists, I did the ones that influenced me, not who I definitely think are the best, but the ones that influenced me because I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I know locksmiths up there, but yeah, that's, that's a tough one, man. 
So yeah, anyway, overall, if you have not seen The Equalizer 3, it's, it's on Netflix, definitely worth it. It's Netflix, yeah, check it out. Or or you can you know, pay to rent it on Amazon Prime, things of that nature. But yeah, absolutely, it's on Netflix. And if you don't have the ad version of Netflix, you can watch it. Yeah, I, I, pay, I have the cheaper Netflix with ads and they don't allow me to watch it. So I have not been able to watch it again. But I did see it in the theater. So you said you saw a couple more movies. What else did you see? I did. Uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you an, another one that I saw was uh, the uh, on I, during the holidays. Somehow I had got some free Apple TV time. We were trying to watch something, so I activated the free trial period or whatever. And uh, there's a lot of material on there, and 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 you've talked about this. You had Apple TV. I yeah. started watching Ted Lasso. Yeah, so I told good. you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got partway through the first season, and my question to you was, why is it this hard for people to make good shit? This is beyond fantastic. You know, right. uh, so the, a, a lot of quality material. So I did end up watching on um, on Apple TV a show called, a movie called Palmer. Okay. With Justin Timberlake. And, uh, and I vaguely remember hearing about this one, but I haven't seen it. He was in prison for 12 years. He came back to a small town in Texas, was living with his uh, grandma um, and or his aunt or somebody. I don't remember who. And, uh, you know, the whole typical trying to uh, integrate back into society. And then uh, while in a small town where everybody knows your business as, a, as an ex-con and there was a a lady that lives on her property who actually is the uh is the uh, the girlfriend of the uh of the real fancy young looking guy in uh, Ted Lasso right uh-huh. in the beginning yeah, yeah. I don't know whenever but anyway I can't remember her name but I know yeah, what you're talking about but, yeah. but she's actually the drug addict girl who lives in the trailer with her son so I immediately was like, does this lady only work for Apple TV? Because I've never seen her before, and I've seen her twice in two Apple TV things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, bottom line, uh, this kid is, uh, he's like probably 10, 12 years old, something like that. Uh, definitely struggling figuring out who he is. He likes princesses and dancing and things like that. And then, and, and, you know, this Justin Timberlake's coming out of prison and so he's like, you know, you're a girl, you know, you're a boy, right? Like that kind of, you know, but then he, the right. kid kind of grows on him. Girl's a druggie. Bottom line, it's a real heartwarming story. It's a fantastic movie. I was beyond impressed. Uh, Tear jerked a couple times. Okay. Uh, really, really hit hit you in, in the in the heart piece. Uh, so if you want to give that old thumper a workout, go watch uh, Palmer on Apple TV if you've got it. It was very good. I highly recommend it. They've been trying to for quite a while to to make or Justin Timberlake's been trying to be viewed as a legitimate actor. I think the first one was he was in The Social Network. He played the guy who founded uh oh Jesus, I can't think of the name of it now. Not Spotify, but who was the people where people were getting free music and stealing music? Napster. Napster. He played the guy who, who who created Napster, uh, and ever and I've never seen the Social Network, but everybody was like, "Man, Justin Timberlake did a phenomenal job in that. He's really got some chops, and he's going to be. I think he could actually be a real legitimate actor." And, and since then, he's gone on to make several other movies, but none of them have ever been able to hit or connect. Like he hasn't been in a smash 
like a movie where people are like, you got to go see that or it's number one at the box office. He's done several movies, but he's yet to crack that glass ceiling and break through and have people look at him as Justin Timberlake, the actor. You know what I'm saying? Like when he's in a movie, I still feel like people are like, oh, look, it's Justin Timberlake. But this today in this one, he owns Napster. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And so do you feel like he did that in this movie? Like, did he crack it? Did he, did you lose him in the character and, and like believe his character? Like, 100%. Okay. No, it was very good. I didn't, yeah. I didn't feel like it was uh, forced or I was watching Justin Timberlake. I felt like I was watching this. No, I, I, it was very good. Okay. I, I, there was, there was no point where I was like, okay, I know why this is a streaming movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 None at all. That's just where the theaters are out now. Like that's yeah. the, the, the more good movies are going to go to streaming than anywhere 100%. else. I think. Uh, so what one was it? What was that one called again? Palmer. Palmer. Okay. That was his last name. Okay. I got to try to, uh, we, we will probably get Apple TV back because hey, if you haven't watched it, shrinking on Apple TV okay. while you have it, or if, do you still have it? Yeah. Yeah. Shrinking Harrison Ford, dude, funny, like not a serious, it's funny, but, uh, and then the guy from Jason Siegel from, uh, I love you, man. And yeah, 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 yeah. oh man. And, and, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. It's dude. It's a great show. Highly recommend it. If you like Ted Lasso, you'll love that. I've seen a lot of clips. Oh dude. Like it's, it, it's stuff. phenomenal. We watched it. We been Amber and I binge watched it. Couldn't get enough of it. It was great. Okay, so Palmer, you're giving Palmer the thumbs up. What else did you see? Uh, the very high thumbs up, by got the way. Got you, got you. Like, we're, like this is 8.5 and up. 8.5, all right. That's high praise. I'm trying to look up something so I can give you a description, and it's such an easy thing that there's so many things that are called it, so I have to be susp specific when I search for it. Okay. The other movie I watched was uh, The Hill. Okay. Baseball movie, right? Uh, well, it's loosely based around. Um, so The Hill is a 2023 uh, biographical sports drama film about player Ricky Hill overcoming a physical handicap in order to try out. Um, so basically, he's got degenerative spine condition. And who, who's playing Ricky Hill? Uh, well, because it, it's... It, it's hard to answer because there's Ricky Hill as a little kid, as like a young teen, and then okay. a teenager. So multiple actors playing him yeah. throughout his yeah, life. Yeah, it's like a okay. yeah, yeah. So um, when he gets older, it's a actor named Colin Ford. Okay. Um, but uh, Dennis Quaid is the dad, and Dennis Quaid is just, you know, who plays a real good asshole? Dennis Quaid. Yeah, is he good? Oh my god! I dude. don't know if I've seen him play too many assholes. Well, watch this movie. He plays, okay, and and it's not trying to be an asshole. He's trying to do what he thinks is right. Right. Like what the he's a pastor. Okay. What the Lord is telling him. He's okay. trying to. Basically, the, Ricky Hill's got. Uh, um, and and if you're gonna watch this movie, stop listening right now because I'm gonna drop some drop some bombs. Some, some bombs. So spoiler alert. Spoiler You've been alert. warned. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah. Uh, but the um. The the basis is like this kid's got. Uh, degenerative spine condition he's got leg braces on uh -huh. but he can hit the shit out of a ball or okay. a rock with a stick you know what i mean like, right just unreal okay and uh so he's got these dreams he wants to play baseball and his dad just keeps shutting it dennis quaid just keeps shutting him down 
Like you're not, you know, you basically trying not to let him get his hopes up to be crushed. Right. But like just being in an old school asshole kind of way, like you're right. never gonna do this. Like you're, you, you have a, you have a gift, and the gift is speaking the book, the the, the book to the Lord. You know what I mean? Like right. He wants him to be a preacher. That's something he can do. He can stand there and give and be a preacher. You know that kind of stuff. So you go through the movie, right? And then like, of course, in in natural way, like he starts sneaking away into baseball. His legs get a little bit better. He doesn't need the braces anymore. He, he, he illegally signs the release form so he can play Little League. Oh, okay. Like that kind of stuff. All right. So it's a real good movie. Anyway, it gets to the point where, and I won't spoil it too much. Um, I will tell you the ending, mm-hmm. and you can watch it. Um, but, I mean, this is a biographical film if you look it up. This kid actually got to the majors. Okay. Played minor league ball for four years before his degenerative spine condition got too much and he had to retire. Minor league. He got to the minor He played in the yeah. Montreal Expos minor league system okay. for four years, gotcha. which is beyond an accomplishment. Right. Considering this kid was wearing leg braces at six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's just one of those feel-good movies. It's loosely based around baseball, but it's about optimism and, mm. and, and going for it and – overcoming obstacles and all that kind of stuff uh just highly recommend it if you haven't watched it um i believe it's on netflix too uh right now don't know if you can watch it if you have the ad version i believe i believe with that one i can i've seen that in there and it doesn't what i'm noticing now is the ones i can't watch they put a little lock icon in the corner like it's locked for me and there's no lock on that one so i should be able to watch that one i like is that even if you know a locksmith if even if i know the locksmith i'm not getting in man and i am i'm close with lace friends of the show the locksmith yeah yeah. Yeah. (laughs) so you know i'm trying to think it's interesting i think the last movie that i watched dennis quaid in was the one where he was a coach um and he used to pitch, but he had an injury, and he had the metal things the over rookie. His, the rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so something happens where they take the metal stuff off his arm, and all of a sudden he realizes that he can pitch really fast. And he goes into the minors as a, uh, or he goes into the majors as a rookie, as an older man, right? And becomes a relief pitcher. And that was a phenomenal movie. That's a Disney movie, The Rookie. I really like that movie. But true I, story. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the last. Dennis Quaid movie that I can remember watching, but I really liked it. But it's interesting that it's a baseball movie. It's the but it's the last. Well, the, the one you're talking about is sort of a baseball movie. But that's, I think that's the last Dennis Quaid movie I saw. But he's good. And let's not forget his brother, Randy Quaid, is in one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. Mm-hmm. That's the gift that-, that keeps on giving all year long, Clark. <laughs> Shitters were full. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how could you have that be your brother, man? Those two guys in the same family? Get out of here. That's awesome. <laughs> if it ain't too much trouble, I'd like you to get yourself something real nice, too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's real nice of you, Clark. Real nice. I like him. I got a decent, I got a decent Randy going on. <laughs> I think hey, you you can do uh you can do Hans Gruber. What if Hans Gruber and cousin Eddie were in a Christmas movie together. I don't know if I've ever seen more of a blubbering idiot. Well, that's real nice of you, Mr. Gruber. I really do appreciate that. You know what? Why don't you, uh, when you're raiding this here building, use some of that money and get yourself something real nice, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Now I have a machine gun. 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, well, buddy, let me tell you this. So, those are the movies I watched. I also watched another movie in the theater, a uh, little chick flick uh-huh. called Anyone But You. You did? I yes, did. I remember. Well, the last time we recorded, a few weeks back, Yeah. the last batch we did, you were heading out to go watch that. Yeah, we went out and we watched that, and... Uh, it was really good, actually. It was it was a rom com. I've heard good things. Super yeah. funny. Yeah, lots yeah. of uh, lots of uh, uh, very funny stuff. Like uh, for me, whatever you know what I mean. You do what you do, but like it, it, if I, I'd watch it again, there was enough funny parts in it that I yeah, would yeah. enjoy it. Sure, and, uh, a lot of a uh, real good humor. So it was definitely entertaining. Of course, there was you know what's gonna happen, but in, in any rom com, but right, of course. Yeah, it, it, what's funny is. Uh, I went to a movie that I normally wouldn't go to see. They redid the movie Mean Girls, but as a musical. And my wife and her friends were wanting to go. And I hadn't seen my wife all weekend. So I'm like, all right, I'll go with you. And I went. And the trailer for that movie that you're talking about was on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was only like five of us in the theater. So I go, gee, wonder how that ends. (laughs) You know, just how loud the people in front of me start laughing. Think they'll get together? Not too sure. You know, they, 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 people were laughing, but Mean Girls, the musical is Uh, funny. Spoiler alert. They do get together. Okay. Got you. I was wondering, uh, but again, this is not a movie I would normally go see, but Mean Girls, the musical is, was funny and really well done. I, I was actually very surprised and actually I'm hoping tomorrow as, as we're recording this, it's a Saturday. Uh, my wife and I are actually talking about, I, there's a movie I've been wanting to see for a while. I think I sent you the trailer, American Fiction. Uh, but it was playing in a very limited run. It's one of those movies that's being nominated for Oscars. So now that it's nominated for a bunch of Oscars, it's playing in more theaters. Is it the one where he, the writer writes a gangster type stuff? And- yeah, so he's an amazing writer, but he can't get his books published because they're not black enough. So he gets pissed and he just writes something about like, yeah, you know, my baby's mama and and all this shit. He writes totally this total nonsense garbage book and they love it. They eat it up. They buy it. It becomes a massive hit. He's embarrassed of it. So he's got to create. He's created this fake name that he's written the book under. And so he's doing these interviews and he's got to pretend to be a thug and that he's really tough. And he's, you know, there's one scene in the trailer where they're like, we'd like you to wear one of those things around your head for when you take the photos for the book. And he's like, a do-rag. He's like, yes, yes, a do-rag. He's got this publicist. He's trying to like, but it's this dude who's at odds with his success because he's he's finally gotten what he's always wanted it, but he's gotten it in a way that he doesn't want. And it's about him and his family wrestling with this. And it's supposed, it's got like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 90-something percent with the people. And it's supposed to be funny and heartwarming, but make you think. And I, I, these are the kind of movies I'm trying to watch more of now. Like, rather than just as much as I love the three equalizers and, you know, as much as I love Marvel and as much as I love that type of stuff, you and I talked about how amazing um, Air was. And it was just a story about people. Right. You know, and it sounds like. The movie Palmer is very similar to that. Absolutely. Like, about people, real people doing real things and struggling with life. And that's this movie. And I think we're going tomorrow. I'm super stoked. I'll give you, I'll let you know what I thought. But 
The cast is phenomenal, and I re- it's got George, uh, a lot of, not George Lopez, it's, but it's just got a great cast. I don't know where George Lopez just popped into my mind all of a sudden. He's hanging out with Brother Lynch. I don't think George Lopez is in this movie, but uh, yeah, I must be tired, man. It's It's got to be my blood sugar dipping. I'll tell you this, <laughs> it man. It went below 100. Just, I'm in trouble. I, I just went to see what movies are out right now, Yeah, and I, I think I told you, like I saw this freaking TikTok of this guy that was making fun of Jason Statham. Yes. How he was like, every every movie he's in is called, uh, you know, The Laundry Man. Right. Right. The Mechanic. Oh, he's the beekeeper in yeah. this new one. Yeah, he's the beekeeper. <laughs> I just saw it. But it's got good reviews. Yeah. Like, oh, you think you're going to take me down, huh? Well, you didn't know I'm the beekeeper. Yeah, that's right. It's actually gotten good reviews, and the trailer actually looked kind of good. It's not what It's one I would definitely stream i'm not going to the theater to see it jason statham's at that point in his career now where he's just like you know that's the kind of movie he makes he knows what kind of actor he is and the kind of movies people expect from him but uh yeah i saw that trailer and then i started reading the reviews i think it's got like a 70 something percent on rotten tomatoes which for a jason statham movie is excellent like that's a those really high marks for him like that's that's really good for him right so but yeah man um I, I, I can't think. Uh, I, the one I'm kind of waiting for, um, I thought it was on Disney Plus already. I don't know why Disney Plus is dragging because it seems like it's been a long time. The Marvels. I wasn't going to go to the theater to see that, but I'm waiting for it to pop up on Disney Plus. I'd like to watch it. And I actually thought a couple weeks ago they said it was coming, but it's it's not on Disney Plus yet. But that's one I wasn't going to go to the movie theater to watch. But I've heard some good things. And uh I'm hoping that it kind of surprises me the same way that the Blue Beetle surprised me. And I really loved that movie. So I'm hoping to enjoy the, uh, and, and I'm hoping to enjoy the Marvels because, you know, uh, Mar- Marvel's been on a, a slide, man, a real downhill slide. I, did you watch Echo? Marvel's will be next, uh, it will be, it releases February 7th. Okay, so it's almost, we're, it's coming, it's coming. Okay. Yeah. Did you watch Echo? Didn't finish it. I got three, and I got sidetracked with travel. And- okay, so what'd you think of the three? Uh, maybe two. I don't. I don't. All remember. right. It was. What'd you think? I, I was enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't mind blowing, but I. Yeah. You know, that's, it, that's she a- had just got back to Oklahoma or wherever she yes, was from. Yes, to like the Indian reservation area yeah, where she lives. That's a what- bowling alley and yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top okay. of like a. It's water o- tower or something. It's only five or six episodes. Um, I will say this about it. I thought they made way too big of a deal about it being Marvel's first um, mature audiences show. Like every time the show starts, it's like, this is for mature audiences. It's Marvel's first, you know, from the, from the, the Netflix universe, Marvel's first R rated show. And it really, I watched the thing from beginning to end. It's incredibly tame, dude. It's not anywhere near on the level of Daredevil as far as the violence or the brutality. Let alone uh, Predator. No. Punisher. No, not even close to Punisher. There are the two most violent scenes in the film come from the Kingpin. The Kingpins. Obviously, you know the Kingpins and Echo. You've seen him, I'm sure. So, um, probably, you've already probably seen the most exciting thing in the whole series was the fact that they had... uh, daredevil pops up in right. episode one or two one right away one right out the gate and i'm just uh so you don't because i i spent the whole time waiting for him to come back he does not that's it but the good news is 
They um He's trying to find Foggy. Yeah. The good news is I did hear because he's blind. Initially Foggy and Catherine Page. Karen. Karen Page, the, the two actors were not coming back for the next season of Daredevil. They weren't gonna bring them back. But in part of this reboot where they realized where they've scrapped it and started over, um, they realized that one, they made the Netflix show canon, which means anything that happened in those in the Daredevil television show on Netflix actually did happen. It's not like they're just gonna pretend it wasn't there. So it's canon and moving forward, anything that that character does is based on what's happened. So that's great news. They're making it canon. They're scrapping whatever they had and they are bringing back Karen Page and Foggy Nelson because initially they were not in whatever it is they filmed. And then when they realized they had a problem, they're like, look, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. It's like you said, why is it so hard to make a good show? Just go back and look at that Netflix Daredevil show and make that. Make that. That's good. Why would you watch that show and go, yeah, we don't need Foggy and Karen. What are they for? Like, no, they were the heart and soul of that show, man. A big part of it. Let's change his, let's change his outfit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yellow outfit was god awful. Like, they're, they're bringing back the, the red outfit, too. Uh, but, yeah, man, so that's all good news. And I think that the um, Echo wasn't bad. Like you said, it's entertaining. It was fine. Like, I think you'll get through it and be like, that was fun. But it's not great. It's not mind blowing. I think they they leaned in way too hard on the that it was going to be violent, that it was going to be dark, that this was going to be Disney's first brutal show, and it's not, except for a couple of scenes with the uh, with the kingpin, and the fact that this young lady is supposed to be has been the kingpin's like right hand assassin, like the one doing all his dirty work. She never seems that badass. And and you'll tell me different when you finish it. But I kept waiting for her to like really beat some people's asses. And she has some decent fight scenes, but nothing that like blew my mind. I kept waiting for her to just be brutal. And it never really happens. But what I will think is amazing is that actress, do you know she actually is deaf and actually doesn't have the bottom part of her leg? I did not know She's that. actually... Uh, I knew that she was... Um handicapped like with the leg yeah so she's actually handicapped and she really is deaf so i think that's a that's awesome she's awesome like can you imagine being on a set memorizing those lines and trying to to do all that but not being able to hear like i don't even know how that works like so that i thought i think the coolest part of that show was me learning that she really was deaf and really was handicapped i thought that i think it's amazing that they didn't just use cgi to make it look like she didn't have a leg they actually found somebody that was badass enough to play that role and pull that off and she's she's really good she's really good but it's just a decent decent uh show it's not great i'll tell you what i watched on hbo max um our flag means death a pirate show. Oh, I'm listening. Not what you'd expect. Created and written by Taika Waititi. Um, and I'm I'm just going to tell you that it's funny. It's not Pirates of the Caribbean. It's about this real snobbish, prissy rich guy who decides he wants to leave his wife and kids and become a pirate. Buys a ship, hires a crew of idiots, and goes out. And it's just about the stupid shit he gets into while he's out there. Um, and he actually ends up meeting real pirates, meets Blackbeard, played by Taika Waititi. 
um, and they fall in love. <laughs> it's very different, but it was very good, man. I will tell you, not at all what I expected. You know, when you watch a show and it takes a complete left turn and you're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Our flag means death is not like any pirate show, any pirate movie you've ever seen. When you start watching it, you're about two episodes in, you think, oh, this is going to be a comedy about an idiot who has no business being a pirate, but somehow makes it work because he's just such a nice guy and fucking idiot. And it's just going to be about the shit he gets into being an idiot. And the first couple episodes are, and then it turns into something else that I did not see coming uh, with two men pirates falling in love and about their relationship but it's not sappy in any way it's and it's but it's it was good like i can't i can't i can't describe it all i can say is our flag means death watch a couple episodes see what you think taika waititi's a funny guy man like i don't know where he gets this sense of humor from but he's funny man corgi was good i'll uh i'll keep that in mind on my list of uh things to complete thor ragnarok is amazing but he's he's the dude man and and uh He's the creator of this show, and everybody kept telling me how amazing it was. So finally, I sat down and watched it, and I was just like, okay, didn't see that coming. Yeah, not right. at all what I saw. Totally different, uh, totally creative, funny, outside the box, great cast. There's people from Saturday Night Live in it. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. You'll recognize a lot of the actors, but be, it's one of those where you're like, ah, dude, I've seen that guy. Oh, he's he's Nigel in the jungle in the Jumanji movies, you know, like like you've seen him in other things, but you can't put your finger on where they're from. But it's a good show, man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But All yeah, right, man. man, how we doing on time? Are we ready to get up out of here? Or? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate you all. If there's a movie we should watch, a TV show we should watch, we would love your feedback. Something you're looking forward to. Yes, as always, please give us your feedback. We will talk about it in the show. We are always looking for fresh content. And what better kind of content is there than from you, the listener? Because we appreciate you. We love you. And in the immortal words of my man, George Clinton, anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we will see you in the 209. Peace out, y'all. Peace.